Welcome to Central Line, the AHA podcast. This is the official podcast of the American Animal Hospital Association, dedicated to simplifying the journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine for every member of the veterinary team. Here's your host, Dr. Katie Berlin. Hi, welcome to another special edition episode of Central Line. Um, I'm here on site at AHACon 2023. Um, we're in a different room than we have been so far, which is kind of cool because we were just recording a live stream podcast episode in here, um, which uh, was super fun. So you'll be seeing that episode coming out on the channel as well. But um, for right now, I am here with a special guest. Jen Broker of Care Credit is hanging out with us for the moment. And um, Jen, you and I have have had many conversations over the last few years in um, multiple settings, but we we share a love of storytelling and Care Credit has been just an absolute best first sponsor for Central Line. Um, I could not have asked for a better group of people to work with in getting this podcast off the ground because to me, the essence of everything that we do as veterinarians, as veterinary professionals, um, as marketers, as people who interact with other people, it all comes down to people's stories, why they're there, why they do what they do, and how that dictates how we're going to interact together and what we can do to make those interactions better. And so I know that you understand that from such a deep level. And so it's really been like, completely painless to work together oh, thank you, on this on this podcast there's never I feel any, like we're storytelling soulmates yeah for sure there's never any like oh I don't think that we should talk about that or like that doesn't serve our interests like we just seem to be naturally very aligned on what's mm-hmm. important to us and I, it's just been a dream to work with you so I just want to say thank you publicly here on the podcast to your face um, oh, thank you, that was my real selfish motivation of getting you with the headphones <laughs> so. that's very sweet I feel exactly the same way about you. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Jen, you know, I wanted you to have some time just in front of the mic yourself because you have been such a good supporter um, to, to just say if there's things that you want people to know about you, about Care Credit um, or Pets Best, about storytelling in general and what that means to you. I wanted to make sure that you have the chance to do that. So um, but before we do that, would you mind just sort of giving people a little bit of an intro to Jen and how she got into this space, why you're so passionate about it. Yes. Yes. So I started out um, actually on the creative side um, in my career. Um, I always wanted to be a, a, a copywriter when I started out. And as uh, anybody who has tried to become a writer professionally, getting your foot in the door is always the hardest first step. So after having quite a few jobs where my first job was actually at this big audio video retailer in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I grew up in Oklahoma and I had stars in my eyes of all these amazing things that I was going to do. So I, it was this little in-house group and it was very retail driven. So we would do things like, okay, we are going to have a Dolly Parton lookalike contest on Saturday night at midnight, and then you can win like free stereos or headphones. And I'm like, there is no way that anybody's gonna show up <laughs> at midnight dressed as Dolly Parton to get a free stereo. Well, I was definitely wrong. <laughs> so I think over the years in marketing, you realize that 
the job really is understanding humans, mm -hmm. what drives their behavior, and never make assumptions that you actually know everyone's story. So um, I guess maybe that's where my love of storytelling started is from the beginning of my career. I ended up in veterinary medicine. I moved to Kansas City and there's a lot of animal health companies there. So a lot of the agencies that are there serve veterinary pet care clients. And it just started from there. And once, I think once you become a part of this industry, meet the people in it, you you never really wanna leave. Yeah. Because it's so full of passion and purpose and caring, um, not just for the animals, but for the people too. So I th I've always stayed in it. Um, so I worked at marketing agencies for a long time. And then like three and a half years ago, I ended up coming to work at Care Credit because um, I'd worked on their business from a marketing perspective. That's, that's a neat story. And I, um, marketing is definitely all about the stories, it seems like. And whether we like it or not, veterinary professionals are marketers. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're in the room like trying to educate and talk to people about things and we are marketing whether we like it or not. Yes. So And it's funny as I was thinking about what we might talk about, um my my dad was a professor at Oklahoma State University. Um and we lived on a circle street and our neighbor to the left was an equine veterinary professor. And our neighbor to the right was a bovine veterinary professor. And down the street was a veterinary parasitologist. <laughs> so when my parents would have like neighborhood cocktail parties, there would be a lot of veterinarians there. And I will tell you, they are great storytellers. Yes. The things they would talk Sometimes about. Sometimes you don't like, want to hear those the stories. The people, <laughs> the cases, the crazy things that they had done yeah. inside and outside <laughs> of animals. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I just never knew, I never thought about going into veterinary medicine or that I would somehow end up here now, but it's kind of funny looking back. I was surrounded by veterinarians from the time I was a little kid. I I love that. I wasn't, you know, and I, I wonder what that would have been like. I was surrounded by like lawyers. My dad's a lawyer, you know, <laughs> and like there weren't a lot of doctors, like medical doctors um, around. And so everybody was like, you know, college professor, you know, book, bookish types, um, but on the liberal arts side, yeah. you know, so I actually have a liberal arts degree and that's actually really coming in handy now is when my job involves so many words, but, um, but it, it, it was definitely not part of my upbringing. And so now like learning all of those stories, I mean, I first fell in love with that med with James Harriet, just like so many people. So now as an adult, when I would go back for like my high school reunions and I would go over to my friend's house who a couple of their dads were veterinarians. Yeah. Oh, I would talk shop with them. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I've worked on this new flea and tick control marketing <laughs> that, or, you know, something for cattle or horses. Yeah. So we talk about EPM. Well, like I right. knew actually what it was, but <laughs> well, and, and you have to learn a lot about the stuff that you're marketing to market it effectively, yes. as well as about the people you're marketing to. And yes. I've seen that so many times when marketers come into veterinary medicine from other industries and they don't know the audience. Yes. And that's been a real lesson for me. And so like, this is shout out to all of you veterinary professionals out there who may want one day to have a career outside the clinic. Um, Companies need veterinary professionals with experience to provide a lot of that input. 
And that was eye-opening to me. Like, I didn't know that just, like, my day-to-day experience in the clinic could be that valuable. Yes. Um, But it really is because it's a hard thing to find a marketer who's also done all those things. And so, like, the combination of somebody with valuable marketing background and somebody with veterinary background is kind of unstoppable. And I love that. Yes. Um, Okay. So, question for you. Okay. The theme of the conference this year, so AHACON 2023, the theme is Level Up. And I feel like this is a great theme because it can mean so many different things to different people. So on either a personal professional level, what does leveling up in the next year look like to you? Um, I'm going to actually go backwards to talk about next year. So I will say that. So I started at Care Credit in March of 2020. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that must have been fun on boarding. Yeah. yeah. But... It really, that experience when the world changed and veterinary practice changed and the day-to-day changed, it, it inspired us to level up our connection with what they were going through every day as marketers and respecting where they were in the world at the time. Um, because you just... We wanted to be really careful about what we were saying, what we were providing, um, because we knew that everybody was in a state of disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took a step back and said, like, let's level up our understanding of their day to day. Let's level up actually what we're doing as a company, um, what we were doing at the time. Like it, it didn't work curbside. So we had some technology in place at the time that we accelerated so we could be there when you're at the car with their with the client and the pet owner who are also disrupted mm-hmm. so i would say we're ju- we just continue to do that 2020 20, 20, 21 22 i feel like we've all been in this evolution sometimes felt like a revolution yeah and so i just see it as always leveling up your understanding of what people are going through as humans every single day in a practice and informing your marketing from that perspective and not they're busy, they're stressed. So if you wouldn't be able to do something that we're asking them to do in that environment, then we should rethink it. So I guess it's a respect for (laughs) the wonderful people in the practice. I love that you were thinking about that um, so early on and uh, and what a heck of a time to onboard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I was actually onboarding a job um, when I worked at Clinician's Brief. I was onboarding in March of 2022 and it was pretty crazy. Like 2020 is was anyway. <laughs> so there's been a lot of leveling up since then for sure. And I will say, you also had a really cute mascot too, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, just, yes, I just remember that. That is true. Yeah. So um, <laughs> one of the things that evolved out of like the curbside thing is we have a little dog named Kirby. Yeah, that's right. And um, Kirby's there to help you make your workflows flow better at curbside. Um, so from Kirby, we went to when everybody's just so busy. Um, every single day, we now have a new little cat called Busy, and mm. she's kind of helping you through make your workflow, cash flow, mental flow a little bit better. Yeah. Um, our two words are empathy and empowerment. So 
always thinking about what some, someone's going through and how can we empower them, to, power to make their day better. It might not be about care credit, it might just be something to make them feel better. So I love so, so many things that you just said. And like, one of the things is um, that we just so, this is all going to come out at weird in a weird order. So this won't make any sense to people who are just like listening to this. So, but a little bit of context, we just a few minutes ago wrapped up a live stream with Josh Weissman and Debbie Boone and Debbie Boone wrote a book called hospitality and healthcare, Mm -hmm. which, um, care credit supports. And, uh, it's an incredible book. It's a wonderful resource for sort of helping your team um, realize that hospitality doesn't mean sacrificing their own well-being. It actually will increase their well-being. And it gives some really actionable advice for how to do that, um, which is a mindset shift for a lot of people. um, And Debbie's so good at that. Um, She just has a way of making you feel like, why didn't I think of that? Yes. Like, of course it's that way. Anyway, so everybody should check out that book. But she said something in it um, that kind of resonated with what you just said, where um, she talked about uh, it. you should be able to empower all the team members that you oversee or that you lead. Um, you should give them the autonomy to create a delightful moment for someone. And I just love that. Like Me too. You know, there's like a, a certain cost um, ceiling where like below that you just have the autonomy to just give them something or do a favor for them. Or like, if it takes a minute, just do it, you know? And if it, if it's a tiny thing to you, it may be an enormous thing to that person. And that's going to make you feel really good too. Yes. And I think in a time where it feels like we don't have time to do anything extra. Yeah. Always. It take, only takes 10 seconds to say thank you. Yeah. Or it only takes a minute to tell somebody, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. I, Myself, and based on some of the things that Debbie and some of the people said, is like, if nothing else, when you walk into your veterinary practice, say thank you. So I try to go out of my way to do that every time I'm there. Yeah. Um, and it really does make a difference. Yeah. Well, we just, as part of this event, um, which I'll talk more about in a second, but as part of this event, we had some stories after the podcast that we recorded, and um, and we had a, an amazing family here with their service dog from Canine Companions, um, and she was just the most adorable thing Oh, it was amazing. Ever. And, you know, they're telling us all these amazing things that this dog, her name was Oasis, and she was very beautiful. She's the most beautiful girl. And she... They were telling us all these things that she can do, and she was demonstrating these tricks, and she was so gentle, you know? And we were all just like, this is the best. And then at the end, he said, and we just want to thank all of you to this room full of veterinary professionals. Like, we just want to thank all of you because you are what makes this, and he pointed to their family, like, you are what makes this possible. And God, he didn't have to say that. Like, we were here to see them. And man, did that really get me. Like, yes, that was pretty great. Um, and it took two seconds at the end of a really moving presentation. And um, it also just touched every single person in this room in some way. And those things are, are the glimmers. It sure. is. So many glimmers. Yeah. I love, by the way, I did love that. Triggers and glimmers. Yes. So glimmers are, you know, a, um, a moment that just kind of is the opposite of a trigger where a trigger might make you just be like, oh. 
I'm an uh, easily triggered person, yeah, so same, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I need to focus on glimmers. Yes. <laughs> glimmers are the opposite where um, yeah. it's just a moment that just like fills you with warmth, even if it doesn't last, even if you're like on to the next thing. But later you'll look back and be like, that was a really great moment. Um, and that was definitely a glimmer. Um, do you have any glimmers that you, the other glimmers that you'd want to share? Oh, what are glimmers? I'll let you think about Well. That. Sitting here with you is a glimmer of my day. <laughs> same, same. It's always such a treat to see you. Like, I'm always seeing you in a little square. Well, and just, um, it took a lot to get to the express yourself moment today. Yeah. It it evolved over time. And for me to see it come to light, maybe it, it was more than a glimmer, but um, just to hear people's stories, um, to hear Debbie and Josh, um, the fact that we can be empower people like that and share them with the world that that's always makes me feel good like we do help the prof profession literally with financing options that helps people pay for care yes. but to me supporting the profession the health of the people in it it's so important this aha podcast is brought to you by care credit care credit understands that all veterinary teams are busier than ever to help patients get the care they need, the CareCredit Health and Pet Care Credit Card allows clients to access a budget-friendly financing experience anytime from anywhere on their own smart device. They can learn, see if they pre-qualify, apply, and even pay if approved, all on that smart device. With just a tap, they have a friendly, contactless way to pay over time for the services and treatments their pet needs, whether it be a general, referring, or specialty hospital as long as they accept the care credit credit card. That is another thing that I loved about what you said a few minutes ago, where you were talking about, like, even if it has nothing to do with care credit, like, maybe we can, you know, maybe this person can feel empowered to make someone's life better. And um, that is another thing, like, a lot of people, you know, don't love the sponsor um, association relationships. They feel like it means that we're biased in some way or that, you know, sponsors are like buying their way into our hearts. And I, having had a perspective from working in custom content at Clinician's Brief and now here at AHA, you know, AHA is a nonprofit. Like we can't do what we do without partnerships, but it definitely there are different types of partnerships. And there are partnerships where our job is to, is to really help a company sell a product while they give us funding to do what we need mm -hmm. to do, that's fine. The partnership with Care Credit feels different. It feels like you know that by helping the ecosystem, the veterinary ecosystem, yes. um, success will come. You know, people understand who you are and what's important to you as a company because of what you choose to support. And that's that's a healthy a profession helps everyone. Yes. A rising tide lifts all ships, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I love the most, is feeling like we can all be mission-driven together. Yes. Um, and glimmers are just one of the ways that, that that relationship comes to light. So, okay, so you mentioned Express Yourself. Um, the event that we just recorded with Josh and Debbie, and then we had the Canine Companions, and Dr. Ewan Wolf um, told their story. Um, this event was the kickoff of yes. a year of storytelling, essentially, um, which was an idea that sort of germinated with the Veterinary Visionaries event this year, where we had a lot of people tell us their stories. And um, there's 
you know, we've done a lot of talking about that at AHA and on the podcast. So um, there's definitely more information available on that. We'll put links in the show notes. But I love the idea of an event that rolls out through the year and gives people a chance to start feeling comfortable telling their story. It's not yes. just like one event, boom, like if you don't tell your story now, that's it. Bye-bye. It's like we got this whole year to feel comfortable with the idea. And it started with so much personal storytelling. And um, express yourself, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really deeply personal thing. A it personal is. theme. What, why is that so important to you? Oh. <laughs> I might get tears in my eyes. I, I think that um, express yourself is the active version of storytelling. Mm. And I think a lot of people sit, they feel alone and that, that, that they're not going, uh, they're going through something and in, in all by themselves. And by expressing themselves, and hearing other people express themselves, it creates connection with each other. Yeah. And instead of sitting and just in silence and, and suffering, it, as soon as one person has the courage to express what they're going through, express a story, and it can be anything, express a funny story, express how sad you are. It opens the door to valuable connection. And I, I love what you said earlier um, when you were talking to Debbie and Josh. Like we all come to to an event and you go, you get do all this learning and you get all excited about it. But I find when I go home, it's the little stories like that a Peter Weinstein will tell or a little story that Debbie will tell. To me, you remember those. You yeah. might not read a, remember like here's four bullet points to better communication. Right. So I think. That is the value of storytelling is we're, we're feeling people who think. And so if you, I feel like stories tap into the, your feeling as a human and that's really how you change. It's how you change the world. So that's what I love about the express yourself. Okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. And people retain information better. There's research backing that up, that people retain information better if it's in a story. Um, and so this isn't soft science. This is hard. There's high, hard science to back up why storytelling is so important. Um, I mean, it goes back to the beginning of, of humans. Um, and I couldn't love it more. So yeah, Me too. And my, my dad was actually a statistics professor, oh. which seems like it's way up here. So uh, he would help us with our math homework, of course. So um, when I got to like high, like trigonometry mm -hmm. classes like that, I was like, I'm, I'm not a dimensional thinker. So my, he, would, he would tell stories to explain what, that, what it meant, what the, the equation meant on paper. So I think I learned the power of storytelling <laughs> attached to like statistical modeling when I was a kid. Do you know, my dad used to do something similar. Like he would tell stories he, and um, he also made up little cartoons. Like he would draw little cartoons on my my notepad. So like, I remember learning about solubility and like saturation point with little beakers that had like, oh, particles floating that. in them. He called them happy beaker and sad beaker. And like, happy oh, beaker. God, that's anyway, awesome. I wish, I wish I knew where those were. Because my dad would also, so he mainly taught PhD students. Uh, he would correct the spelling and grammar on any of their papers. And they're, um, and they were like, 
and that he would grade them down. And they're like, this is a statistics <laughs> class. Like, why are you grading me down for like, I'm a misspelling or not use of a comma? He's like, if you're going to get a PhD, you better well be able to write. Yeah. <laughs> I like your dad. <laughs> that's why I'm a good editor. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I know, I know that, that that stuff doesn't always matter to everybody, but it matters to me. That's the liberal arts. Anyway. Yeah. When, um, <laughs> when my dad passed away, my brother made us all bumper stickers that say commas matter. And DLW, that's my dad's initials. So. <laughs> I would have that on the T-shirt. <laughs> well, Jen, is there anything else you'd like to say while you're here? Because I know you support care, you support Central Line all the time, but you don't get a chance to sit in front of the mic a lot. So, um, I just want to say that um, how much we value our partnership with AHA and everything that you're doing to support the profession, and how you all have leveled up how you're interacting with, with the, the profession, because I think it's really making a difference. I'd love to hear that. Thank <laughs> you so much. So thank you, Katie. Um, and thank you for coming by today. Um, you know, I don't know if this is your comfort zone or not, but it seems like it is. And I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know these conferences are so busy. Um, but And thank you for so much always for your support. It, it means the world. So great. Thank you. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. We'll catch you next time on Central Line. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Central Line, the AHA podcast. If you love what you hear, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. For more resources to help you simplify your journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine, we invite you to visit aha.org. That's A-A-H-A dot O-R-G.